What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is Real Reality Realness with Brian K. James, the podcast where I, your host, Brian, interview figures in music, reality TV, and pop culture about their lives, their perspectives, and their platforms. Join me five days a week as I get to know some of my favorite people through their points of view and their journeys to their personal greatness. Lock in while I clock in, because we are about to get into it. Being in the talk space, 
scary movie two actress said, spelling then explained how she got sucked into spending four hundred dollars on Richard's OnlyFans. They say allegedly if you tip them, they get back to you faster. So I was like, hey, love, what am, what I'm seeing? Would love to see more. Hey, oh sorry, hey, love, what I'm seeing? Would love to see more. I end up in the course of two days spending four hundred dollars. I couldn't stop. Richard's launched her OnlyFans account last June, a week after her ex-husband Charlie Sheen criticized her eighteen-year-old daughter Sandy Sheen for making the account. Yikes. Okay, so that I really don't care about. If, if you know, you know. But Tori, girl, yeah. okay. So this shows me that clearly you and uh, you and Denise Richards are not close friends. Because if y'all were close friends, why would you just call this girl on the phone and be like, girl, what you doing on OnlyFans? Like, girl, what you over there doing? You you over there taking feet pictures or you popping pussy? Like, what's going on? Like, if this was your friend, like, I feel like Niecy Nash wouldn't, like, I feel like Sherry Shepard wouldn't spend $400 on, on Niecy Nash's OnlyFans. I feel like Niecy Nash would not get caught up sucking people out. Not Sherry Shepard. I feel like Sherry Shepard would call her friend and be like, girl, what, what, what is you over there doing on OnlyFans? What's the tea? Like, girl, what, what you over there and Jessica do it on OnlyFans? Like, what's going on? So, clearly y'all ain't friends like that. Like, you've known her for years, but y'all haven't been friends with friends for years. Let's be very clear. But God bless you. Um, What, and what did you see? What did you see? Like, because it dove into all a whole bunch of other mess instead of talking about what she actually saw on the OnlyFans. That's what I'm trying to get to. What did she see on the OnlyFans? Okay. You know, uh, they they get to talk about OnlyFans and what people do on OnlyFans. I'm like, girl, we don't care about you and Sandy. We don't care about Sandy's OnlyFans. Like, what is Denise doing on OnlyFans? That was the whole point of this article. So, so we don't even New York 
John disrespected her while speaking on the phone prior to takeoff. She posted video of herself in her seat before panning to the flight attendant. Prior to the video, this gentleman asked me to get off the cell phone call, and I did. Richardson captioned one of her videos. I stated to him, I didn't like the tone he used. Following that, while standing in front of me, doing the safety protocols, he continued to lean over to look at my phone. He asked to see that my phone, to see that my phone was in airplane mode at this point. He demanded that he show, he demanded that I show him, which I did in front of him, which I feel like is completely wrong. Um, it's unclear where Richardson was traveling from or to, which be none of our business, but she wrote that she was vacationing. She continued to argue with the flight attendant in her video, and after showing him on camera, he moved back behind a curtain. After asking her to stop recording, Richardson responded animatedly at the flight attendant. The flight attendant's initial comments towards Richardson were not shown in the video. I'm recording me when you jumped in my video, so I caught you because you jumped in my video. Richardson told the flight attendant, you're harassing me at this point, so I think you should stop. I think you should stop. Multiple passengers could subsequently be heard getting aggravated with Richardson, telling her to stop arguing with the flight attendant. Y'all see him, right? Y'all see him, right? Y'all see him, right? I'm sorry, it's not me. Richardson responded, talk to him. No, ma'am, don't talk to me like that. I am an adult. Do not talk to me like that. Do not talk to me like that. Tell him to stop if you don't. If you do not know what's going on, do not yell at me. Which, I feel like it's a fair point. Why are they automatically taking the side of the flight attendant? Why are they automatically not questioning? Like, like what happened to the customer is always right. What, what happened to the customer is always right. And why would they automatically jump to the person in the scene being the problem? Unless they can hear everything going on and she really is the problem and we just don't have the full context of, of, of the conversation and the altercation. But I wonder because it's like they, the way she's making it sound, she's making it sound like they automatically jump to her, jump to the, jump to the defense of the flight attendant. Richardson got into another argument with a different passenger as she claims she was disrespected by many of the passengers on board. While explaining that she thinks the flight attendant should have been kicked off as well, another passenger could be heard telling her, thank you, by the way, I'm going to miss my connection. I now, I, I have to now get off the plane. Oh, so you're worried about a connection when a grown man is disrespecting me? Richardson responded. I don't give a shit. The passenger responded. Richardson was then escorted off the plane and continued to trade shouts with passengers in the flight on her way out. Laws could be heard as she's exiting. Tell me if I'll be wrong to pursue legal actions against the airline. American Air not only did man threaten me, but also an innocent bystander who simply just wanted a picture with me. In the beginning of the video, you can hear a Caucasian man who state he doesn't give a fuck as a man that a flight attendant is intimidating not surprising Richardson posted also the caption not also the captain not doing anything to help the situation and this flight attendant has the applause when I exited the plane when I'm pretty serious the disrespect I received would not have happened if I was one of them I wonder if by one of them did she mean a white person a flight attendant or specifically a white flight um so yeah i have questions because it does seem like you know everybody did jump on her and that does leave me with questions like why why is everybody so easily jumping on your back making you the antagonist in this situation it does leave me with questions however um I do understand that situations do happen and that, you know, who knows, do you get what I mean? So it's like, there's a lot of things, like as a person of color, as a person 
experience, I it would be a horrible two things. But one of those horrible two things could also mean that she may have been just blatantly combative and people was tired of her shit. And she may have just not been complying with the rules that were being set for her in the situation. And she was just being a disorder because she decided because she was a person who was a celebrity that she was gonna try to use the live to leverage her situation and that shit backfired on in her face. When those people were like, no, get your ass on up out of here too. Like, 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 no, girl, we on his side. We not taking your side just because you paid us. So I can see how the situation could swing in both directions. I just wonder, I would love to hear that this is the one time that I really want to hear like outside opinions and witnesses, like like outside people looking in and innocent bystanders. This is the one time I want to hear that because it's really interesting to me just how the people turned on her so quick. And then when it became like, oh, she was trying to like, like ask them for understanding, they were volatile with her. Like they were hostile with her. Do you get what I mean? It's like, how did that turn so quickly? I don't understand. But, um, shout out to the person that missed their connection. I, I hope they got a quick fight.
in damages but have declined to comment on the case. Last year, Will I Am told NME that, oh, sorry, this this um, this story comes from NME.com, by the way. Last year, Will I Am told NME that he was working on a new Black Eyed Peas album. We've been working on it actively for the past months and keep recording while on the road. Apparently, that has nothing to do with it. So, sounds like a ripoff to me you know what i mean um for me this isn't as ambiguous or as as gray as say when taylor swift said but the player's gonna play 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 and the the haters gonna hate 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 and then all of the grown people all of a sudden was like wait a minute what the three lw was going on why is taylor trying to break all these promises yeah it's not as gray and murky is that because technically 3OW were not were not the first people to say players are gonna play haters are gonna hate but they do have a hit song called players gonna play where they do sing it and the style that it's sung in on Taylor Swift's song could you know who knows their lawsuit is still going on however it's not with actual 3OW it's with the people who wrote the song with the producers of the song so Keely made that clear in an, in an interview on her on I believe Carlos King's podcast Reality with King um, that she's not actually a part of the lawsuit 3OW is, a, is, a, is not a part of the lawsuit and that's the producers of the song's business so but in this case song and the only reason I didn't play it here is because I don't want to you know deal with the whole mess of it all but in the lyrics it does give very my hums my hum my hum my hums like it gives that in the lyrics so we'll see how that goes I'll listen to the song and I'll follow up with you on that tomorrow because they have it linked in the um they yeah we'll see and if y'all have heard the Bruises line, which what type of toys are y'all producing nowadays? Like what like what type of toys are y'all kids buying? Like what is going on with toy production? Then there's a toy out here called Bruises Slime. Like, well, I mean, I guess look at the most predominant genre in music right now, rap. that's neither here nor there and i can assume the connection between the two which is why we're in this mess in the first place shout out to the black eyed peas and shout out to furby who for me is the original uh white female rapper and to and to me is the first female rapper and the only white female rapper until nikki gazillion spoke into the scene MGA asserts that the husband and wife have no claim to MGA profits, calling the lawsuit a 
shakedown based on fabricated claims. They want tens of millions of dollars from MGA and New Haven for doing absolutely nothing, and I do mean nothing. We're going to show you that the OMG girls actually copied us, and now complain we look like them, said their lawyer Jeremy Kelly. They were trend followers, not trendsetters. T.I. and Tiny's lawyer, David C. Shepard, presented images of the OMG dolls in outfits similar to those worn by the OMG girls during the trial. He also claimed in email on MGA servers from December 2019 that the company was not only aware of the OMG girls, but understood the consumers had used their dolls improved. What your eyes are showing there was copying, there was inspiration, there was actual confusion. There was evidence of confusion in MGA's ranks, Shepard explained. OMG Girls was formed in 2009 and included T.I. and Tiny's daughter, Zanique Pullins, Little Wayne's daughter, Reginae Carter, and sisters, Baja Beauty and Lourdes Lolo Rodriguez. The group eventually evolved into a trio when Carter exited. That's what I be talking about when I say I don't know. Pullins has testified in the trial as the first witness standing for the uniqueness of the OMG girl style as MGA attributed vibrant looks and colorful hair to the likes of Rihanna, Katy Perry, Nicki Minaj, and Little Kim, underscoring the alleged cultural impact of the Atlanta-based pop group. Didn't lots of teenage girls when you were a teenager wear fun clothes? Asked Keller. How fun are you talking? OMG fun or regular fun? The now 26-year-old responded. OMG fun is random. It's colorful. A lot of girls don't just put three shirts and two tubes and walk around outside and go to the grocery store. I don't believe you. No. Keller also alluded to using allegations of sexual assault and abuse against Tiny T.I. as proof the company would not have associated its brand of dolls with the Harris family. It is not a family most people would want to would want their children to emulate, and you're going to see why that is in evidence produced throughout this trial, Sheldon Keller. The trial is expected to last three weeks. Okay, this was an article in Vibe magazine that was published to Yahoo, so if you want to go read the article, go to Vibe magazine, or um, go to Vibe.com, excuse me. Um, so, I don't have any cut and dry feelings on this one, excuse me, I'm eating a candy cane, for the people who are listening to, to this on the podcast, my bad. I forgot about the ASMR of it all. But in, in this case, it doesn't necessarily seem as cut and dry, but it does seem like there is a case because of the timeline. The OMG girls were launched in 2009, and unless they were in talks with the um the LOL surprise line of doing dolls with the OMG girls before they launched in 2010, then to me, I don't understand how they would have copied those those dolls that did, that didn't exist when they were launched. I can see it if they had a style change once once the dolls came out and like y'all were able to track a track track a change in style from then. But I have I was a fan of the OMG girls from the very beginning, and I don't remember them ever having that. Do you get what I mean? So. It's very interesting. Um, I am definitely going to follow up and see how that goes and continue to uh, cover this and see where the trial goes and see where both of these people get to as far as the Black Eyed Peas and um, the Harris family. It's funny that both of them are suing MGA and I just didn't even put that together until I read that. This is this is like this is kind of the fun for me of reading these articles live. I get to just kind of react to them in real time and like whatever y'all get is like really, really, really what I'm thinking about. Baby. I freaking love that. But I think we've done enough of the articles today. 
half of the show. Excuse me. I think it's time to move on to Hey Ashley, which is a segment where I give unsolicited advice to people who write into other people's columns whose names all conveniently start with A for advice and hijack their articles, give them advice that they didn't ask for. So, starting with the go, we're just going with Dear Abby, whose headline states, Dear Abby, after 15 years in a loving relationship, he came home to a note and his fiance was gone. Dear Abby, I'm a 55 a 59, excuse me, I'm a 55, and I just corrected myself and said it again, that's fine, I'm a 59-year-old man, my 50-year-old fiance lives in a nice home, but after a 15-year loving relationship, she decided last week to be with someone else, excuse me, she had recently lost a great deal of weight, bought a new car, and started to do things I felt were no longer age-appropriate. Although, I never said anything at first about them. She's now staying in a weekly rental hotel room. It leads me to believe that they both left relationships and had nowhere else to go. She didn't give me a chance to fight for us, counseling, etc., with even a heads up that she was unhappy. One afternoon, I got home from work. I found a note from her saying she was sorry for not being able to tell me in person what she was doing for herself. I have always been an honorable person in any relationship I've had. This is hard for me to understand and move on from. I have never been this hurt and emotionally drained. She will not communicate with me verbally, only through emails and texts. I feel desperate and lost. Please give me any encouragement that there is light somewhere at the end of the tunnel. The tunnel. Signed, emotionally drained in Maine. I love that y'all be trying to Dear Emotionally Drained, although your lady friend didn't give you the chance to fight for her by getting counseling, my first bit of advice is to make an appointment with a therapist and start fighting for yourself. You may not have known your fiancé as well as you thought you did. Once you regain some perspective, you may realize that something changed She, when she made the effort to start losing weight. I'm guessing this was around the time she met the man she's now living with. Please understand that the woman you invested so much time in was dishonest, cowardly, and selfish to have treated you the way that she did. I wish you had mentioned why the two of you hadn't married in the 15 years you were together, but my friend, you dodged a bullet. A licensed psychotherapist will help you realize how lucky you are. Um, yeah, I definitely think that there's a lot of things that you didn't know. I think that there's a lot of perspective that, that you don't have when it comes to her. I would love to know the details of how she lost the weight or what was going on. Um, I would love to know like what the context is because um, a part of it, like on one side of that, I to me it could read as, oh, she, you know, lost all this weight. She's feeling good about herself. Um, she met somebody in the gym. They they started fucking around, and then all of a sudden they ran off. You, you, you know what I'm saying? It could be that, or she could be on drugs. Like, on one side of this, as I was reading this, I was like, she's staying in a weekly rental mo- 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 motel, and they just ran off together. Like, what, like, were they, but like, what, like, did they, what, what, like, that sound, that led me to believe that this was more impulsive than somebody who is thinking rationally enough to make an informed decision to move to, to leave a 15 relate to leave a 15 year relationship to go with somebody else should be do, should be making that decision under I just felt like that led me to believe that she was less rational that she should have been when making this decision to leave this relationship I don't necessarily blame her for leaving the relationship I feel like the like the circumstances in which she left the relationships were sketchy because we only have one perspective on this we only have one side of this so we don't necessarily 
they say that women check out of relationships before they leave them and that a woman when she finally decides to actually physically leave a relationship she's emotionally checked out of that relationship a long time ago so her actions just finally caught up to her feelings and she was either getting her shit together she was making plans she was doing this so maybe she checked out of the relationship a long time ago and that's when she she decided to start losing the weight she decided to start focusing on herself and, and not focusing on the marriage and she decided to just go and get her shit together and then once she felt like she was adequate enough to, to, to get where she had to get she she met somebody probably for the hero syndrome fell for him quick, quicker than she should have and she just jumped off a bridge you know what I'm saying um, it just it all just leads me to have a lot of questions on both sides like why would like what was so miserable about your relationship that she decided to leave a home that she had built with you to go and live in a motel with this man that's what makes me think of drugs that's what makes me think like this is giving a drug tease like this is giving like oh you got issues like oh you jumping off a bridge like you like you out of here out of here you know what I mean so it really does make me worried for her it does make me confused I don't understand but I would love more context to that letter as to what was going on when she started losing the weight what was her behavior change if there was any behavior change when she started to lose the weight like what what was going on with her as this process what was happening and after she kind of got to a place where she started to like what she looked like Between a cat or a dog. I love all cats and dogs equally. I think a dog would. 
being skillful, for me to be professional, going outside and getting regular exercise. I am also introverted, so I'm moving daily walks will help me be new dog loving friends. However, I am not experienced and I'm very much a low energy homebody. I'm worried that having a cat will keep me in the same cycle of laziness as always. I'm wondering if it is okay to get a dog in order to help me become more active. What if it's a complete failure and I still don't change my habits? Is it best to just get a cat? I don't think I have patience for a puppy, but a small adult dog might be good. I'd appreciate your your advice. Signed, Indy Dear Indy, you already know well, Wow. 
jump straight ahead and completely shift, like 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 do a complete 180 shift and all at once, then that may be the conversation that that you want to have about getting a dog. But if you want to gradually baby step into changing your habits, I feel like getting a cat would be the better decision. Like it's less about 
alcoholism per se. I have had a drug addicted parent. Um, I don't really have a relationship with with alcohol like that. I drink socially, but I'm also not a social person. You know, I'm kind of a recluse. So I may drink if I go out, but the question is not if I'm going to drink when I go out. It's what am I going to do when I go home? Do you get what I mean? Like, I feel like you'll have a harder time getting me to leave my house than you will getting me to drink when I leave my house, if that makes sense. Like, it's harder for me to get to the booze than it is for me to drink. So if you can get me to a bar, I'll drink with you. But it's what the hard part is getting me to the bar, not getting me to drink. So, with that being said, that has been our show today. I appreciate every single one of you guys for being here. Thank you so much for tuning in to help me facilitate these conversations, have these talks, and listen to me read some articles, ramble through them. Excuse me, that's also part of me not reading these prior to. I'm kind of just reading them and doing them the first time and just giving my reactions. What do you think about the stories that I covered today? What do you think about Tori Spelling dropping $400 on women and these Richards only fans? What do you think about Shakari Richards? Shakari Richardson getting kicked off a plane? What do you think about uh, the Black Eyed Peas and uh, T.I. and Tiny suing MGA Entertainment over uh, Oopsie Slime Unicorn? Keep the mess in the message. Y'all know all the things.